What's up, After Buzzers? We're talking Amazon show forever. Episodes four through six, a lot has happened. Things are getting rocky for Oscar in June. We're going to break it all down right now, so don't go away. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> Anthony in the booth, great song choice. Or was this... We collectively Lauren? decided. Oh, it was so. a collective decision. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> Forever After Show, you guys. We have three really great episodes to talk about. Before we get into it, I'm Steph Sabron. To my left is two beautiful ladies. Oh, thank you. Flattery <laughs> will get you everywhere. I'm Jennifer <laughs> Golden. And I'm, I'm pretty. And I am Lauren Lee Nelly. And I think maybe that... Also pretty. That um, they could flatter each other a little more on this show, and we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, and if you guys don't know, they are our resident relationship love advice women on it's complicated and um but after we break down each episode episode four case episode five is another place in episode six andre and sarah we will have a special segment by them where i ask them a question concerning the show and relationships and they will give us provide us answers we all need probably and then we will have some news and gossip and then wrap it up with some predictions so um what was your guys oh there's a fly in here yeah guys here it is (laughs) what was your overall impressions of these episodes I thought they were really interesting and made me just continue to watch. And thank God this is a binge-watching show because I rolled from one to the next to the next. (laughs) In fact, I finished the season, but don't tell anybody. I couldn't help myself. Anyway, Lauren. I like that they're a half hour because that does help. And they they don't feel like they're too long. They make you want to watch the next one. And these episodes were all so different. The final episode six, which was uh, Andre and Sarah... I felt like I was watching a different show, but not in a bad way. So I just, the variety that comes through the storytelling and the plot of the show is really, you're not going to be bored. Yeah. You shouldn't be bored. No, definitely not. I totally agree. The storytelling of them proving the same points that they're trying to prove, but in completely different ways that make you see it differently. And then you understand kind of like the partnership and the balance between relationships and even like infidelity we get in the last episode is crazy. So, um, but episode four is a little different. We have a wrench that I love. Her name is Case. She's mm. played by Katherine Keener. And she moves next door which is new and you could tell in the craziest part about it was that June came here and after in Earth realized or wherever she was when she was alive and realized that she didn't like the way she was living life then she comes here only to be living the exact same routine yep what do you guys think that says about routine and just getting too comfortable and not going outside of your comfort zone in relationships I mean, I think it's a killer for anything, work, um, romance, uh, friendships. If you just feel like you're going through the motions and you're not doing something to excite yourself, whether or not it's out of a fear or whatever your your emotional reason is for not trying to, like, give yourself some excitement or some variance, I think... You should also constantly be evolving. Yeah, it could be... As out a of, human. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, that's your job. 
I think Sorry I, to cut you off. <laughs> no, no. Or like, it yeah, is. Who else is going to evolve you other than you? Evolve I, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Don't, Don't depend on your significant other to make that happen. And I think you just need to pay attention to, like, how to constantly better yourself, right? Like, look within your partner to become better. Don't take things as, like, offense or personally. Try to find the silver lining. Like, how do I... How can I be better? The whole dishwasher situation... <gasps> The passive aggressive. Right. (laughs) Okay. And and this might be just jumping to like what I think was the end of the episode. But like, Steph, what do you think of the sign that Oscar made? Oh my gosh. The Tines Up sign. Yes. I just, um, no, we can talk about that now in terms of their relationship arc. When she's trying to tell him something and then he does a joke and she's like, Oscar, you know that's not what I was talking about. I would think it's funny, but inside I'd be like, we're not solving any of our issues here. (laughs) Yeah, and I, it's also, listen, that's his personality. So, like, maybe they're making his personality not appealing to other people, but that's his personality. You can't change it. Like, that's, he likes routine. I'm not, listen, I don't like that. I'm just saying, that's him, honey, and that's who you married. So, like, either find the compromise and how to communicate about it, and which I think she's trying to do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But maybe her, it depends on what you believe, right? Like to answer your question, Steph, if you think that like your life is a lesson and then you're maybe in purgatory or this land that they're in in order to figure out what the next lesson is that you have to then be reborn to live again. Let's say you believe that like maybe her lesson is how do you not keep putting yourself in these situations where you're living, you're attracting this into your life or you're living this because she's part of the equation. She's letting it happen. So don't marry the guy that's boring and monotonous that you dated for however many years until then now you want to change him he wants to fucking excuse me he wants to fork <laughs> things up that's not shocking I have Jen like, has something no I have, so, I have first of all I don't understand when people do that like they put the fork the wrong well, side up sure and I understand maybe there's a method to that but guess what so what you're telling me that the bottom of everything I put in the dishwasher is not going to get as clean as the top so why am I washing my things in the dishwasher then? <laughs> I think we have bigger issues here. Don't do that. Well, dishwasher. this is a this is not about the forks. I'm I'm totally. not saying I agree with I his fork issue. No, I'm just saying. I, but I need to address that because that bothers oh me. My. Yes, I just logistically speaking, and the fact that dishwashers are a little overrated I, now, if you think about it. But I feel you on that, and Je- I do agree with what Lauren was saying. Yeah, that it is true. You know who you married, but and I was on Oscar's side. Kind of, I felt bad for him because it's like you know what you got. But when someone's trying to talk to you and, like, really raise a really important issue and you just make it into a trivial thing instead of hitting the issue, that's the problem. In all fairness, well, his yeah. issue, though, is communication. And she said you will take every way to get around confrontation. You will do anything to avoid it, like redo the dishwasher <laughs> every time. And for however many years they were married, what, 13 years? Yeah, he did it however many thousands of times. That many times? Like, 
he had to resent her. So now we're hearing also that he had issues with her. Because I thought this whole time she's the only one who had issues with him. But he had issues with the way she did the dishwasher. And in all fairness, he needs to respect who she is, too. So when she or confronts him, when she confronts him with the problem, he needs to then be able to look at it through her eyes, too. So I think they're both kind of set in their ways, don't you think, mm-hmm. Steph? Like- and it was a really interesting, because it was the first time you could see in Oscar's face anything Usually he's only been portraying positivity, and this was the first time you could see some sort of kind of anger. And it's interesting because they're both, because of their lack of communication and really hitting the the center of the issue, now they build resentment, like you were saying, and that's toxic. But guys, remember episode one? They were talking about the fact that they never had a baby in 13 oh, years. Yeah. How did that come up 13 oh, years that they, later? That they never knew that that's what each, uh, each other right. wanted or didn't want, which is also, so clearly communication it was not their strong suit. No. Which is a hard thing to master in any relationship, but they are not doing a good job. And they're so bored, yet again, that Case comes in, and they're so fixated on her, creeping her out, and I love how she, because I was like, you guys are being weird, right? Like, or is this... Well, we now must bring that <laughs> bring her a gift. How dare we show up without a gift? What? I don't think that's a thing. She just died. She's trying to get acclimated and you guys are bringing her macaroni in the dish. And in I know bowls. Lauren yeah. has... Yeah, the bowls I thought were a metaphor. Okay, like, let's hear it. So they... She is stuck in, in her current life and her former life is living following the path of this monotony like every day the same thing and so she she tries her hardest to inject her own creativity into that but she can't ever get out of it so she's like oh I know I'm gonna take a pottery that's new <laughs> but then she ends up doing the same mother effing bowl every time and they're painted a little differently and he and but she it's still not exciting enough for her but for him his perspective is every bowl's different don't you see how cool and different they all are and she's Pretty like positive nope, actually still not enough way. for me yeah and he does have a positive outlook, and we could look at it like that. But she, she's still very responsible for her entrapment in this monotony of every day. And we can blame it on him, but he likes it. It's okay for him. Right. So let him be him. Like, he sees the spontaneity in her bowl, and she's like, I, they all Or it's the enough same. spontaneity for him. Yes. Because it has... Uh, one variance, potentially a different shade of navy. Oh yeah, yeah, the colors, and it's true. It it shows that there's so much gray area in love and people and human nature. Because even the way they're each processing their deaths, Oscar's okay with just living, and Case and June are like, "What the heck is? Where are we? Who are we?" It's it's really it's confusing. What I think now, all of this coming together, guys, is that. Oscar is true to himself, like you're saying. He knows who he is and what he likes. He's a person that likes routine. He's happy with death. All is well in the world. He's got his June. He's got his friend Mark. That's his name, right? Mark, that boy. Yeah, he's funny. So he's got what he's got, and he gets what he gets, and he doesn't get upset, and he's fine with this stagnant life because to him, that's okay. To her, it sounds like she wasn't happy in life, and now she's not happy in death, and she is her own issue, like, she can't escape the fact that she keeps making bowls and can't figure out how to make a different bowl. So, like, that's her qualm to figure out. Yes. And it's fascinating, though, and when we get to 
where Case yes. and June go. Another that, place. Right, that they go somewhere else. No, yeah, you can bring it up. Okay. Oh, no, not the other place, but bring, yeah, their relationship is interesting. Mm. Right, because they're feeding into each other's um, dissatisfaction yes. with their lives. Like, we find out Case originally said she was working for the government. We come to find out she did the most ban- like banal job ever mm-hmm. for the government. What did she do? Some sort of processing? Processing something? paperwork, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Some yeah. boring thing. And she even says it's yeah. so boring. She, mm-hmm. And she reveals that like originally you're like oh so so suspenseful but like she was a CIA agent and they're like you can just tell us because you're dead now and she's like I'd rather not but it's because it was so boring she'd rather seem elusive and then they go one step further and she's like I want to light things on fire because I want to feel to something change. And she, to wants, change. she wants to change it but she can't change anything and neither can you neither of them can light something on fire and make it different it because stays. they probably internally have to change themselves. That's where I think we're going with this. We're starting to discover, and we talked about it last uh, last after show, like, where are they? Is it purgatory? Is it, like, yeah, I mean, if they can't change... Doesn't seem some, like it for Oscar, so it it's does, fine yeah, for him. If they can't change their surroundings and where they're at, there's got to be some lesson they have to learn in order to do it. What's mm-hmm. up with the fountain? What's up with yes. the... And we'll get, you know, yes. anyway, there's some things... Well, and before we get to another place where I have way more questions oh, to ask so about why things keep reappearing, Lauren has an announcement. You guys, After Buzzers, all <laughs> y'all listening and watching our network produces after shows for all of your favorite TV shows, nearly all of them, but we're just going to say all of them because there's like a trazillion <laughs> Okay, so we've got dramas, we've got reality TV, we've got sci-fi, we've got Amazon shows about love and death and things and all of the things. So we work really hard to service you guys and to, to get everyone the shows that they want and we talk about them and keep the conversation going and we need your help. We are asking for you to please subscribe to one or more of the YouTube channels that these shows that you love are on. So by subscribing... YouTube will then suggest content that is tailor-made for you so AfterBuzz can help continue to grow. And don't worry about pesky notifications and things like that because it's they're optional. You just say no and opt out. Um, and you just, it's simple. You hit the subscribe button and on this channel and check out other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. It's pretty easy, and you just let us know in the comments that you did so, and we might even thank you on air. We'll shout you out, like, thanks, Bradley, for <laughs> liking our after show. Bradley Pitt. Holla. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Single. you guys, thank you again for being super fans like we are, and the best fans in the world, and helping us be the ESPN of talk TV. Yeah. After Buzz TV. We love it. We it's really do. The best part. <laughs> the best part is the fans because we're fans here. Yeah, we're yeah, such we're fans, fans of the show. Exactly. So when we comment back at you in the chats and stuff, it's like I'm actually interested. Like you have sometimes have better insight than me. A million percent. <laughs> also, we have things in common. So yes. Us. Okay. So in this next episode, it's the first time that while they're not dead, that we see Oscar and June. Well, while they are together, yeah. that we see Oscar and June separate. Um, and it seems like the first time Oscar's really thinking, like, is June really unhappy? I think he's realizing that with the burning of the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But what's so crazy about this is, episode is where the journey that Case and um, June take. Because originally she declined after hanging out all day, which was really cool to see them hang out. I really like their relationship. They go outside and they get weaker. And then they do this thing where Juicing. they... Juicing. Yeah. 
What are you guys Hashtag like, juicing. <laughs> is it morally wrong? Like no. June thought? No. no. There's I no I mean I had never even heard of this concept and now I'm super creeped out just in general, like to think that this might be a thing that I mean, dead people you're are doing. Somebody to me. tired, it's not that big of a deal. Especially a I misogynist. Like, I, I appreciate that Case went after somebody that was not necessarily a good human. Because then it was not taking from like a child or like a loving parent. It was she had enough wherewithal to do it to a guy who actually didn't deserve the energy and they <laughs> right. to travel further and to explore. Do you guys feel like the energy they got made them drunk? Like this is the alcohol of the former world. I literally put, I can't tell if she feels high or she's genuinely just happy for the first time getting out of her comfort zone. I have no idea what it is. Do you think the actor choice was play drunk on life? I felt like it was more high on life. Like they smoked in, like or they invigorated. Yeah, yeah, and she was like, when when uh, Maya Rudolph's character went up to the guy at the gas station pumping the gas, it's like something you would do when you were drunk. Like, yeah, she's like, she's like, she's like, can you can see me? Oh yeah, you getting that premium unleaded? Mama likes it. Like it was funny. Like <laughs> I have they, a feeling that was yeah. improv too. I don't think yeah. that was. Oh, scripted. I think they improv a lot on yeah. the show. Do you guys think that? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like they, especially with their Saturday Night Live backgrounds, like they've yeah. got to be very good at being off the cuff and improvisation. I think they're totally doing that. They probably like it better. Love it. Yeah, but, um, and then, uh, well, and June did the same thing where she was somehow, like, way stronger at doing dead people what stuff. What do you think that How means? did she know about it? Also, she got there, like, after they did, but so why did she know about juicing? What? No. Good question. How do you, she, well, you mean how did Case, Case know yeah. about it? I feel like Case is... D- wants to she's the thirst she is the hunger to know like what is out there where everyone else might seem like they're just kind of like in it or they don't have questions but what do you I don't know do you feel like they're like I, okay you know what I should save this for predictions because I think there's something going on and I'm gonna keep it to myself but there's something going on between those two I think really well we also sort of find out more, don't we, in these episodes? No. I just think that, oh, I don't know, maybe because you skipped ahead and you don't know where you ended up, but I think that this was very telling because it was so, this episode was so just her case and um, June. June, and I feel like we got a lot of insight about, like, their hunger and thirst for exploration, if you will. Yeah, well, I mean, that is a really interesting point, and it might be, and we might find out, because in the last episode that we're talking about today, we will get into the final scene with June in case, but it was, it's crazy, because I think that they're both just like, we didn't live our lives right, and we weren't doing it really right when we first got here, so we need to go full throttle. And then when they're walking, they run into this mysterious man. Do you think that... What do you think he is? Do you think he's like a representation and he only appears for the people who are trying to learn the lesson and better themselves and maybe that the 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 Mike or David or whatever the um, 70s Mark. can mark. mark I am the, you guys forgive me I'm gonna do this a whole entire season with the names <laughs> I think like Mark doesn't really care about leaving like they, there are some characters that don't really care they're gonna live in this life and that's their purgatory or their afterlife but do you think this guy only appears to the people who he now knows are ready to move on and like directs them towards what did he call it Oceanside, Oceanside. Oceanside. I actually just think he's sort of like the gatekeeper to Oceanside yeah, like, but, but he has to only appear for the people who are ready to go to Oceanside, Yeah, because he right? said Oscar can't go. It's yeah. not for Oscar. Right. And so 
I mean, guys, I just know too much, but um, I'm so sorry. I feel all knowing. And well, just, you know, some you know, people, there's whatever. probably a lot of people out here who watching the show now that have gone all the way through. Right. So they've gone all the way. You guys to know, Oceanside. but I'm trying to keep it pure. I've totally. always stopped because I will good forget and stuff. It's Couldn't. restraint because the show it's is like really good. But I don't know. What do you think, Steph? Do you think that guy, what do you think that guy is? I'm not sure because I first got creepy vibes from him. The creepiest. Yeah. Totally. He's like the Grim Reaper, but professionally dressed. Yeah, yeah exactly. I thought With for a sure. weird-ass briefcase, and they were like, what's in your briefcase? I thought for sure he was going to be bad, but then I, as the scene went, I didn't think he was bad, but at first I did. But Oceanside, and I don't... They lived in Riverside. Yes. So I go to San Diego. I don't know if it's just another section of another marked off location for people who are willing to go to think outside of the box. Like it's just a like different. Like a portal or something? Yeah, I'm not. But if we think about that in terms of like what we all know as heaven and hell or what we think of as where people go, like there's the purgatory thing. Then there, is that hell? Yeah, or that's like the waiting Hades. area. It's like in between limbo. Okay, so like the limbo thing. Like maybe Riverside <laughs> is heaven to Oscar, but hell to June. And then Oceanside's her version of heaven, or Case's version of heaven. And he's just like the conductor that's like, don't. Yeah, so go I think right. when you get to these levels. But it might be you different for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I agree with I that, agree. actually, because this show, like I said, was the gray area. Like, everyone's so individually different, and what seems right or wrong to one person isn't the other way. So that would make sense that your afterlife would be seen differently. Right. 100% You're agree. You're on a different path, and, like, you show up to heaven or wherever this place is at a different place in your life. Just like real life. Exactly. Yeah, guys. it's this all the same. It so doesn't deep. stop. Your energy does not stop. And clearly energy is a thing in the show, which I think they're trying to talk about because they're taking the juicing and taking the energy. It just comes in different forms. Like, it's all energy existing. Yeah. Last point on this episode, though, um, Mark had a little bit of a B-plot going on, which was fun to see, but the most important thing he said was his conversation to Oscar after, and I think Mark brings out a really great side of Oscar where he's so helpful and just, like, a really good person, but he said, why are you, you and June are the only ones together? You're so lucky. How did that happen? How did that happen? Right, like, how do you, first of all, how do you die? You end up dying similar times, and then you end up in the same riverside, which, again, we're only starting to find out that there's also an ocean side. So, like, yeah, how are they the only two people that came with a plus one? I think that they're. I think that they're trying to say that they're so different, but they're really not, though. Mm, They've chose to live these. I mean, there are some together forever. Well, I think forever. This episode told. I think their lives. To answer that question, I think their lives are way obviously very very similar, whether it's by choice or not by choice. But at least Oscar chooses to live this way. June does not. So mm, maybe figure that out, honey. And then also, (laughs) I think forever this episode really nailed down the title forever. At first, I thought it meant like they're together forever because they love each other. Now I feel like forever means like stuck. This energy is forever and you need to figure out what to do with it Mm. forever. No matter where you are. Seems like it has a lot of play on plays on plays on words. Yes. Plays on words. Yeah, like metaphor. Totally. Totally. For sure. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about... It's not my... I don't want to say it's my favorite episode because it didn't have the people that we really have grown attached to. But this was a great episode. Such a good episode. Andre and Sarah. It was a complete... 
left field. Like, I had no idea this was coming. You even, Lauren, said that she thought it was, she was watching the wrong thing. I first, <laughs> it went on to the next episode, how it does on the Amazon queue. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cute. Okay, where are we going with this? Who are these people? I thought there were more dead people, like Case. Totally. Like neighbors. And they were, like, alone, and I was totally trying to figure it out. Your mind's trying to, like, make it make sense. And then it kept going, and then I'm like, wait a minute. And then about probably 15 minutes in, I went, oh, oh crap. Am I right? Am I watching the right thing? Did it skip to another show? They referenced the mold-ridden town in the beginning yes, of yes. the episode, which made because me... Because they were both then, realtors, yeah. Andre and Sarah. So, but I did question whether or not I was still watching forever. But yeah. in a... It's still... Now thinking about it, like, it, it visually per- looked the same. The cinematography was the same. So, yes, it was the same, but I it was so different. But what did you think of this episode as you were watching it? Because obviously you said it was, like, one of your favorite episodes. Yeah, I, did you know you were even watching the same thing? I had to look at it again. <laughs> but I knew kind of shortly when they said the town, they mm-hmm. referenced the old town, I was just obsessed with them, too. I wanted them to be a part of the town after Actually, I wanted them to be moved in there. How did you think, how did, were you rooting for them to be together? Um, yeah, but I'm also a big, like, not infidelity person, yeah, which see? is interesting. That's is what, anyone for infidelity? No. Yeah, no. Some like, people excuse the behavior, though. But, yeah, I, I was rooting for them, too, even though what they were doing was wrong. And then I'm like, what is the lesson here? But I love how they make it, they they make things look normal and then they throw in what's actually happening. Right, like you just feel like these two people met at an amazing open house and they're totally hitting it off and yay, love! But then you find out she actually is engaged to Greg. Yeah, Craig. and he's com- he, and he thinks that he's not ready for a relationship and that love isn't for him. Which is also both self-prophesizing that they've kind of forced themselves into unhappy situations because they, they fast forward, well, they end up not doing anything then. They fast forward a few years, she goes to find him, and then I was like, oh, she's done with her husband. And then they full on are together. The next scene, you're like, oh, they're together. And then you find out at the end of that scene, towards the end of that scene, that they are <laughs> faking this life in a house that is not like, so what it's they must do is crazy. they must take this pretend life that they've created together where they're husband and wife and she cooks for him and he comes home and everything's normal and they do it in houses empty open houses that are at the nighttime that they've have access to now they've created this fake life where they don't talk about so they're almost like in their former lives you know what i mean like they're in the former I tried to draw that parallel because I'm like, what are they doing? They're right, like, and doing, why? And and they're so casual about, okay, well, we're just going to break up with our significant others tonight and then come to find out. They don't. They don't. Up. Because then you see he obviously goes to look for her after many, many years and he's old and clearly they didn't end up together. He wouldn't go look for her, but she passed away and I sort of felt that was coming. Now, when we see that she passed away and he's upset. Do you think that's karma? What are they trying to say? Because then you see June watching it, and then it ties it back to the show, and you're like, oh, there she is. Yeah. Phew. Thought we got lost. But what do you think that that means, and why were these two people in the show at all? 
I I think they were there to prove points. Uh, like a lot of the things I had written were like questioning like the institution of marriage, which is super interesting and a critical point of this show and kind of what we should be doing, like picking for our own happiness. Is that selfish? Is that self-serving? Or are we being more selfish by not communicating and staying in an in, in this relationship i couldn't find the exact parallel between them and oscar in june other than not doing what your heart is telling you to do i think that's spot on like not I, living your life to the fullest and then missing the opportunity and yeah. then and then what did he, he say said at the end, i think yeah, we, missed, we, missed we missed our, our chance. chance yes and i, I think yeah. that june feels like that they missed their chance together like in their former lives they missed their chance to like really follow their hearts and do what they want but it's still it's still hard for me to say that because i feel like oscar was living his best life that's just what his best life well, looked like but that's why she's the one looking at these yes, people and he's not and her perspective seems to be she personally not they mm. because she was alone i thought she was looking at them saying oh man that could be me mm. or that that potentially was me but now Cases riled me up and said, like, so you're going to just keep doing what you were doing? You're going to keep living in Riverside versus going to Oceanside? You're going to keep living the same life? Make a big bra. Make a big bra. Why not make I a like big bra? bra? It was so funny. So, like, I think that episode was just her lesson to see... Uh, now I have the opportunity to potentially change And don't things. you love how Case rejected every single thing they did? She's like, screw this macaroni and cheese. I'm throwing it away. Like, every single that. thing I they literally did. literally threw it. She <laughs> was like, I am the antithesis of you and everything you put my way. I am slamming the door in your face and throwing away your mac and cheese. Who throws away mac and cheese? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Or a nice pottery. It's the same. <laughs> One quote I did write down from Andre when they were discussing leaving their uh, wife and husband. He said, I can't go back to the same thing day in and day out. With you, it's different. And we hear this a lot in television with people who are cheating. And I think this says a lot to relationships and infidelity, like a there's a difference. Everyone's different why they would cheat. But a lot of people, I feel like it is that monotony that makes them, drives them crazy and then they cheat. But it's like, were they meant to be together? But also, you, you're right. Were they meant to be together? Big question. Other question is, the monotony that you are running away from, are you just going to fall back into that pattern with well, this like, person again? Because guess what? Greener. June, you don't, like, you don't like the monotony you're in in this former life. You died. You have second chance and you're still doing it. Yes. So, you would have cheated and got fallen into the monotony of another. What's your lesson? Like that's, I yeah. think that's maybe to love what you have falling forever. back into patterns. Yes. You get this excitement that shakes you up, but is it really going to take you, make you take that next step and make some differences for yourself? Don't blame it on your partner. This is yes. responsible too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of mad at Andre though, like more just because we couldn't hear the result from Sarah, which was like, he said, we missed our chance, but like, who of the two of them didn't actually end it? Why didn't they end up yeah, together when they said that? they were going to? And she also, stayed married. Yeah, so I think they probably both did it. They probably both they made excuses and they probably both went back to the monotony of their everyday lives. Right. Even though they found this excitement, it, it was right in front of them. And maybe that's June's question: like, had it been presented to me, had there been ways for me to make this shake it up and make it excitement exciting, would I have done it? And she does. She, that's how the episode ends, which yes. is the biggest cliffhanger ever. The, I'm so jealous yes. of Jen. Opened the door and said, I want to go to Oceanside. Yep, I want to go to Can she come back is my... I have so many questions. 
I'm mm. really excited. It's going to be, the next one's going to be good. It's good. It's good. Surprise. Well, I'm not here next week, so I had to cheat, guys. I'm going to miss you dearly, and I'm I excited to watch oh, the true. show. So yeah. make me We'll proud. be wrapping it up just this duo next week. Yeah, with we'll Steph have and the I, last yeah. two episodes. But let, do you guys have any final thoughts on the, on the three episodes? I'm excited for the next one. Me too. Okay, I'm really excited for this. We have our It's Complicated, Beautiful Ladies, like I said in the beginning. And for this episode, we deal with um, the routine, the getting, growing resentment because you didn't go outside of your comfort zone. I want to ask you guys what your advice would be to couples who are feeling like this. What what should they be doing? What can they say to their partners? I think actually um, the fact that June has a new friend and a new outlet and is doing different activities is actually a great thing to have separate activities that you do, but then you can come back and tell the other person about it. So you have something new to offer the conversation. It's not mm. just the same game they play all the time, which is like, what could you do in 30 minutes at the beach? That's the, or what, what do you do at the beach? Whatever they said was like, what no. could you do in 30 minutes? Yeah. That, yeah. 30 minutes, something about 30 minutes, something about 30 minutes. Like they have that. the same game. They always play. They're very routine oriented. So you do have to switch it up. Like ultimately the goal would be to be together forever. However, you still have to remain interesting. Otherwise, you're boring and your relationship is more boring. And the way to do that is to, like Jen said, find things that interest you personally because you're responsible for your own happiness. June can't blame all of this on Oscar. So she needs to find some things that excite her. But you need to be able to do that without out isolating your partner. So when you isolate your partner because you found some other interests, that's when like affairs happen and things like that. So pay attention to how to make this part of a partnership. Like while inclusive. You're- yeah, inclusive, and, and while taking care of yourself. And also, I think a good way to, like, not be in the monotony of things is, A, address it, which I think June is trying to do, but they clearly have different ways of communication. Probably maybe that's, earlier. Yeah, maybe that's just an issue that can't be overcome, or who knows, and maybe it's too late. But try to address the issue, and then... You know, it's like fake it till you make it, right? Like maybe you're not in the mood to be sexy that night. But like if you want to be more sexy with your partner, you feel like you're not having enough sex or something like that. You need to then, okay, pay attention to the fact that like maybe making myself do this one thing might help then it start to spiral into another thing. So like make sure what you're asking for you're also contributing mm. to as well and try and like mix it up a little like oh you know suggest something fun or something spontaneous to get yourself out of the rut too because it's not just you it's your you and your partner like the fact that they went to skiing instead of the lake house that was good but that was also 13 years in like they well, sort of yeah. i think obviously had they called us earlier and we gave them our advice earlier <laughs> stuff. yeah get your notepads out oh, right everyone. sorry I guys we earlier. Helped them we're here for you much now, earlier though. but we are so no but doing, they're dead, but doing, doing the ski trip was good even though it was better late it was better late than never well and he died but you know <laughs> here's the thing but that maybe that shows you you literally die if you don't make changes to your life. If like your your spirit dies, the death that's of you. literally what happened to Sarah. Now that you're saying, it. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the death because of if you. you don't do the things you want to do along the way, and you live this life that you're not proud of, and it's just boring, and you literally are sleeping at the wheel. Essentially, you're maybe sleeping on your skis and you die. So the, that's the moral of the story, I guess, guys. <laughs> but how about this? Like we mentioned earlier. The goal is to evolve because you don't want to remain the same because that's monotony. So if it's your job to change as you, like, everything changes. So 
you two can change together because you don't want to leave one person behind either. You have to make a common goal and you just say, well, we're going to be better together. So whether it's we become better at communication, we become different, we have new hobbies we do together, we learn to make new things in the kitchen. Like, always keep it moving together, though. Yeah, Push yourself to Push yourself to motivate in that. Don't just depend on your partner to get you to motivate to be doing spontaneous things. you got to make yourself spontaneous and even if you don't feel like it totally just try and i feel like that's a great part about partners is that when one of you feel down the other one's bound to be like more up totally so you can balance i feel like i'm ready to take on a lot of relationships you should be (laughs) you should take on all of them at one time you're welcome no but that's good advice for even like friendships too like you can anything anything you can fall into this routine and then you grow resentment without looking to yourself so thank you guys oh you're welcome the, you know, the best here. thank you um let's get into some news and gossip it's more gossip today but we're excited yeah <laughs> <laughs> so on the internets um in the past week there is an article that came out that sort of hinted at a season two there was um a reporter that basically pieced together with her forensics um <laughs> sort of like an interpretation of these various interviews that have been done by Fred, by Maya, by the creators of the show, hinting at there potentially being a season two. And obviously I watched the whole thing through, and I think a season two would be a fabulous idea. But we will see. They haven't confirmed it yet. There's no real news, but we're hinting towards at least wanting it. Yeah, and also there was a line in this article that said, if the show finds the right audience and sort of like gets a cult following then there could be a season two. Mm-hmm. So that means all you super fans watching and listening, start making a ruckus on the internet and make a season two happen. That's great advice because I feel like they didn't want to overly um, market it because it's more of a secret what kind of happens. And I was reading in the articles, they were very serious about the journalists covering it, not to give away too much. Yeah. And that made it so people didn't really, people have no idea really what it is. We still are watching and have no idea what's happening so in the next the episode. <laughs> they did a good job of that with the storytelling too, like still keeping it mysterious. Yeah. Super mysterious. Yeah. So yeah, they hinted that and then also they they actually said that Maya and Fred signed up because they're like, well, it's one season. That's a very easy job for us to do. We don't have to commit to much longer than that. So that sounded like there was never going to be a season two, but that's not necessarily the case. And it's for Amazon, and those shows are quite easy to sort of put together quickly and release because it's all at one time. So hopefully there is a season two. Now, the next thing is Maya was on Ellen promoting mm-hmm. forever, mm-hmm. and this is just more gossipy. She, they played a really fun game so of rapid cute. fire, like questions, and Twitch was the moderator, and they both had to answer different things. And one of the things was like, um, three things you think about while in the shower and Ellen says like oh look at that I'm so clean and Maya just makes fun of her for everything she says and then Maya gets the question like well what do you think Oprah says at trick-or-treaters three things she says and she's like boo happy Halloween and like her impersonations are spot on oh it's so good it's just so good they just make fun of each other you guys all have to watch it but it's just a true testament to like see how much fun they must have on the set doing this her Her and Fred are the improv even though it's a pretty like low tonal show if you will like nothing's crazy or outlandish or comedic they're still there's you can still see their comedy yeah. it feels like how curb your enthusiasm was shot where it was an outline and they basically gave the actors like full reign yeah like hit the points we're trying to get the story to move along obviously so do that but like 
say whatever the hell you want that makes sense for the character you are playing. And I feel as though that is similar to how this show works. They hired the right people for that. Absolutely. And then the last thing is there was a video that we talked about last week about the advice they would give to people about being married and stuff. Like one was like, just punch them in the face. Mm -hmm. You know, tell them to buy a farm. Invest in farming. Invest in farming. The other thing that they talked about in the same interview that they released just recently was... um, why it's so great working together and why they love working together and how they sort of met each other and they're like, well, this is the person that for me. It was like their actor soulmate. Yeah. And they confirmed that they copied the up montage. They basically said (laughs) they plagiarized. And they were like, we didn't plagiarize it, but we just like the word plagiarize. We plagiarized the up montage in the beginning episode. Yeah, the music and the montages are really good in in this this season so far. So I just like that they confirmed that we were right. Because we said that. We picked up on it. Yeah. That's that's great. I love that. (laughs) We'll have to, maybe we can put the clips to those videos into the comments so people can watch them because they are super fun. So fun. Anything with Ellen, though, and Maya, like, that's crazy. I want to be their best friend. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) Well, let's get into some predictions. I know Jen's a little. Tell us what you think, thought before you watch okay. the next episode. Um, so I thought that June was going to do something shifty because of the fact that she just saw Sarah and Andre. And I didn't, I, I actually, pred- if I had to predict not knowing in the future, I would predict we'd see Sarah at some point because she died. Yes. So that is something I'm like, where did she go? Did she not go to Riverside? Where Did she go to Oceanside? What happens in Oceanside? I want to know what goes on there. So my prediction is that we're going to see that creepy man again with a suitcase. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to learn about Oceanside, and maybe it's not all what it cracks up to be. I predict we're going to see Sarah. I feel like there's got to be a connection there. I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I predict that. I have a crazy prediction. I think that Ooh. I think that June and Case might have a little bit of a relationship happening. I don't want to go as far as say it's sexual, but it may borderline on it. There's just something there that's deeper than friendship and I want to say it could be bore. They're just so they want to explore things so badly, and I just think that they're willing to go there and see what any what anything is like. Like no boundaries, no gender boundaries, no life boundaries. No, I think that the, we're going to see something happen between them. That's more than what you would expect. I'm like stressed thinking about it. I think that it's. <laughs> what do you think? There. What's your prediction? I the episode ended. I was like, what? And I just finished it right before we talked about it, so I didn't have time to really collect my thoughts. But I think that we're gonna see the creepy old man again. We're gonna see Oceanside, which I'm really excited. So to see. excited to see what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because where the heck is that? And then Sarah, I do think has to be. I feel like Sarah or Andre have to be a callback somewhere in it. For sure. Or they couldn't because Forever is like that. And I would be like, you guys are the only show who can do this to us. But it's so weird because they are the only cast, of, the only characters that came out of nowhere. And so, like, I feel like I need to know more because well, otherwise this served as one lesson the, for June. The new dead girl for uh, Date Mark it came Mark, out of yeah. nowhere, mm-hmm. too. How cute was that? She did come out of nowhere, but I feel like um, Mark needed a storyline so that 
um, Oscar had a purpose. Yeah. And we yeah. could see more of Oscar's point. Um, he gave good advice. Good. He did give he good advice. He was super facilitating as far as making that happen. We also got to understand that time and space there is very different. So Mark sees her as her child self because totally. he died as a child. Do you think or he sees teen or her younger still? Do you I think don't he know. Sees How could he not see her no. as the old lady? I, I, I would like that, but I don't think so. Yeah, because I'm like, but really? But maybe you see people, and this could then make sense if the two women were to be lesbians, they see their souls versus their yes, appearance. that's what I'm saying. I feel like it's a, it's a, yeah, this it's is a something soul connection. Down. It's a soul connection. Versus an appearance connection. Love is love, people. Love is well, love. Well, that's absolutely true. Yeah. I just don't yeah. know what June's going to do because she obviously still loves Oscar. So I'm just really curious to see that relationship. I, I agree. Something's going to happen um, and Oscar's going to have to acclimate or... Get left behind. Or get left behind. Anyways, you guys, we have two more episodes to talk about next week. It will just be Lauren and I. Jen will unfortunately be gone. But until then, where can we find you? And Jen. You guys can find me <laughs> at Jennifer Golden on all the social media platforms mm-hmm. and us together at Complicated Show on all the social media platforms and right here on After Buzz TV where we do our show. It's complicated. Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. PST and you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steps Abroad. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We had so much fun talking about these. I can't wait. Yay! <laughs> what happened to June? Forever. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 